Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you don't pay enough attention to strategy, you and your team will end up lost in a wilderness of meaningless, unproductive busyness. But if you don't pay enough attention to tactics and effective management, you'll create needless conflicts, frustration, and hurt feelings. It's when you can embrace effective leadership strategy and tactics, then they'll work together to help you and your team and your organization to thrive. Hey, it's David, and you're listening to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul, your source for practical leadership inspiration, tools, and strategies you can use to achieve transformational results without sacrificing your humanity or your mind in the process. Welcome to the show, and if you are listening, as many of you do in real time as these episodes are released, Happy New Year to you. It is the beginning of 2023 here, and I just want to take a moment before we dive into talking about strategy and tactics today uh, and answering a great question from a listener to uh, say a couple of thank yous. First, again, thank you for your support for the show and sharing the show with one another, uh, finding the leaders and managers in your life who can use these practical human-centered leadership tools, techniques, and strategies, and uh, getting the show to them. Um, So happy with uh, feedback, acknowledgement that the show is getting as we continue to amplify voices of people who are committed to human-centered leadership and equip you to be a human-centered leader and ultimately be that leader that you'd want your boss to be. So thank you for all that support, for sharing. And again, if you haven't left a comment, let people know. Why do you listen? Why do you support the show? And that'll help them find it as well. I also uh, received some messages from a number of folks over the last couple of months with uh, thank yous for Tomorrow Together. Uh, It's the latest book. I have done a couple of episodes uh, sharing some of the stories from Tomorrow Together over the last two seasons, and uh, some of the feedback has just been so, hmm, what's the word, Um, passionate, meaningful, the extent to which people have shared how they have found hope in those stories and uh, meaning and the way that they've caused them to reflect. And so I will keep those coming. I'll be continuing to sprinkle in an occasional Tomorrow Together piece uh, in the show. So you can count on more of those if that's something that uh, you've looked forward to. And of course, encourage you to get the book, Tomorrow Together, Essays of Hope, Healing, Humanity. It's available in uh, uh, Kindle electronic format as well as uh, physically anywhere you're going to find books. You can order books. All right. Well, let's get to it. We have a a fantastic question coming up uh, at the end of today's episode as well, but we're going to start with a conversation about strategy and tactics because leaders and managers can often struggle with the difference between strategy and tactics or vision and operations. And and it's not uncommon for people to glorify leadership over um, management or strategy over tactics, things like that. But the reality is there's danger in over emphasizing one or the other. This past fall, as I was training for that ultra marathon uh, that I did back in October, 
uh, one weekend I went for a really long trail run and it was on terrain that was rocky and there were roots snaking across the trail. So I was really focused on the ground and making sure that I wasn't tripping over anything. Uh, and then I was catching up with two women who were on the trail ahead of me. So I called out to them, hey, I'm passing on your left. And they moved over to allow me to, to get by them. And so I focused on the trail ahead where I would pass them and I sped up. And that's when one of those roots caught my foot and I tripped and fell down in an inglorious pile of dirt, blood, and embarrassment. In looking at the trail ahead, I lost focus on the ground beneath my feet. And that's the danger of focusing on strategy or vision, the trail ahead, to the exclusion of the operational and management realities that you face today. That's the ground beneath your feet. So what are some tactical questions that can help you avoid injury? Making sure that you're staying sufficiently focused on the ground beneath your feet. A couple of these things, uh, you know, these are the categories of clear communication, shared understanding of success, healthy professional relationships, consistent accountability. And when you're lacking those elements, your team will experience the injuries of frequent conflicts, frustration, misunderstandings that derail productivity and quench morale. So here are some questions that you can use to focus on tactical aspects of your leadership strategy. Here we go. Does everyone know what success looks like? Does everyone know what specific behaviors are critical to achieving that success? Have you checked for understanding to ensure everyone has the same understanding of what success looks like and what those behaviors are? Are you consistently communicating critical messages and concepts? We talk about five by five. That's five times, five different ways, using five different channels to communicate, make sure messages are getting internalized. Are you scheduling the finish with clear discussions and mutual appointments to conclude tasks and projects? Do you and your team hold one another accountable for commitments? Do you acknowledge and celebrate success? Does your team know how to discuss and resolve day-to-day -day conflict, dropped balls, misunderstandings? These are the tactical communication elements that will help you to stay focused on the ground underneath your feet and keep you from tripping. All right, so let's get back to that trail. So I had fallen, I got up, I brushed myself off, and I kept running. About 12 miles later, I took a new trail I'd never explored. And I was determined not to fall again, so I was watching the ground very closely. And when I reached the end of the new trail, I turned around. I'd been counting the number of branching trails I'd passed and thought I could easily get back. But I was tired, I had not looked at a map, and I'd been watching the ground so closely that I had not paid enough attention to my surroundings. Took a wrong turn, and I was lost. In looking at the ground beneath my feet, I had lost track of where I was and where to go. And that's the danger of focusing on tactics and operations, the ground beneath your feet, to the exclusion of strategy and vision, which is the map and the trail ahead. So your strategic clarity and vision, that's looking at the map and the trail ahead, includes understanding the big picture, why you're doing what you're doing, how your team's work contributes to the whole, in addition, a shared vision, that picture of where you're going and what it feels like to get there, 
inspires and energizes your team. And when you lack those elements, your team gets lost in busyness. Their work might be precise and done well, but it's not necessarily meaningful. It doesn't move the team or outcomes forward. And that type of meaningless work saps morale and wastes people's time and energy. And those are precious resources. So here are several questions to help you avoid getting lost in unproductive work as you focus on the first elements of leadership strategy and tactics. Why do we do this? And ask again, up to five times, why do we do this? What's the real purpose? What's our organization or team's purpose? Do we have a shared vision of success for our team? That is, what does it look like, feel like, and what's happening when we are at our best and doing our best work? How does our work contribute to the bigger picture? And that bigger picture can be your customer, the organization, or society beyond the business. What's changing in the world? Your industry, technology, employees, or your customers so that you can understand and respond. How will your customers, clients, or world be better because of the work that you do? So many leaders and teams get into arguments and conflicts as they struggle with the need to look at the map and focus on the ground beneath their feet. And the reason that for these arguments, these disagreements, is that most of us have a natural tendency to focus on one direction or the other. Some people are natural visionaries. They're looking at the horizon. They're seeing into tomorrow and inspiring people to come on the journey with them. And other people are naturally good at operations and ensuring everyone's on the same page, connected with one another and doing their work well. And obviously, you need both for any organization to do meaningful work and make a difference. What's obvious and self-evident for you won't be so clear for your colleague who has a different gift. In most discussions, the best way to resolve the tensions between leadership strategy and tactics is to start with strategy. Where are we going? Why are we going there? How will we and our customer or client be better off as a result? And once you've clarified those goals, then focus on how you'll achieve it and the leadership practices that will help the team operate smoothly. So in your own leadership, commit to a weekly habit of strategy and tactics. If you're strong tactically, schedule time with yourself at the beginning or end of the week to re-examine why you're doing the work you're doing, to pull your head up, look at the horizon, and ensure that what you're doing aligns with the bigger picture. And if you're stronger strategically, more, more prone to looking at vision, Schedule that time to ask the tactical questions and ensure that you haven't let communication or accountability lapse while you've been looking at the horizon. All right, so as we start the new year, there's some suggestions on strategy and tactics and how to incorporate, make sure that you are getting the best of both and not tripping or getting lost as you overfocus on one or the other. Now I want to take a, a question that came in this week, which I thought was a really powerful question and one that if you haven't experienced, you'll certainly have the possibility of it some point in your career. Hey, this is Nora, and I have a question. Hi, David. My name is Jamie, and I'm calling in from Maine. My question is about... Hey, David. This is Julian from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. This is John from Colorado Springs. This is Johan White from Kingston. I have a question for you. This is Cynthia from Baltimore. 
Hi, David. This is Susan from New Jersey. And my question is... Hi, David. This is Dean from Denver. I would love your advice on this. All right. This question comes from Teddy. Uh, Teddy in Texas. I'm going to paraphrase Teddy's question because it's fairly lengthy, but summarizing the situation. Teddy's a middle manager. He supervises people who themselves have teams, and he reports to a C-suite individual. Recently, that C-suite individual, the Teddy's supervisor, transferred somebody who did used to report to the C-suite person to report to Teddy. Six months into the relationship, Teddy is realizing that his supervisor, that sweet, sweet person, really doesn't like this individual uh, and seems to be trying to play the quiet firing game of ignoring, sliding, giving negative performance feedback without prior conversations uh, in the hopes that the person will leave. That's Teddy's assessment anyway. Teddy thinks the person is doing good work. and recognizes that his own supervisor doesn't seem to agree. And his question, in so many words, is, what do I do? I feel caught between my manager, who doesn't like this person and clearly wants to get rid of them, and this person who is doing their core job well, so I'm not sure what to do. And uh, this is a, I appreciated this question because it's, heartfelt. It's definitely one that's a tough situation that, and I think that middle managers uh, just about always face this in some fashion. So the shorthand, your boss has it out for your team member. What do you do? Well, the tricky part here is that everyone can have their perspective and your supervisor might not be wrong. They might have a perspective that is important for the business and the outcomes you're trying to achieve or chemistry or you know whatever is going on there but they're not handling it well and uh, I forgot one of the other parts that uh, Teddy mentioned is he doesn't want to attach his own career to this person and stand up for him politically if that's going to mean that he is flagged as somebody who doesn't get it doesn't understand and if that's going to tank his career. So he's you know, concerned about being painted with a negative brush as a result of supporting this person, which is a valid concern if you're operating in a somewhat political culture. So what do you do? My recommendation in situations like this is what I would call principled procedural justice. You want to do the right things for everybody in the organization. And when I say right, I mean principled. Uh, I, I shy away from using right and wrong all the time because that can get us into to tricky situations and, and things that don't always make sense. But in this case, there's a pretty clear procedural justice way to go, which is to have a conversation with your manager and say something along the lines of, hey, listen, I get the sense that you don't care for this person. I would like to understand that in more depth so that I can do the right things for the company and for this person and see what they say. If they say, yeah, I, I don't care for them. I don't think that they're right for the role. Uh, and here's why. Explore that. And then a follow-up question. Does this person believe that they can make it? 
So if your supervisor, if you say, hey, listen, do you think that they can get here from there or get there from here? Do you see a path where they can achieve the kind of success you're talking about? Be the person you need them to be in this role. If they say no, I really don't. Well, you've got a very clear-cut situation where that person is not going to succeed. There's, there's no chance they're going to succeed. This person has written them off. Now, that's not fair necessarily, particularly if you're invested in, in I can help people succeed, and, and you may be able to, and I really believe in that. And if there's no chance that that can happen, then why torture everybody involved? Have the conversation, make it clear cut, get, get everything on the table about what is actually happening here. And I'm assuming there aren't, um, uh, in this situation, we're not talking about discrimination or any protected class issues. We're talking about there's a genuine mismatch in either skill set or personality or something that it's not working for the role, even though some of the core work is, is good. If that's the case, it's better to have the conversation and get it out there. Now, if the, if your manager starts asking you to do things that you don't feel good about, like, well, hey, I want you to, to give this person a negative review in these areas, and you don't think that's right, you got to say that. Say, listen, uh, I understand that you have concerns about their performance, and I want to address those. And it's not fair or right. I would not want to, and you wouldn't want to, be given... Uh, a negative review that's about something you've never discussed before. That's a conversation that needs to happen ahead of time. So I'm going to commit to doing what is in the best interest of the, the company and the individual. And I hear you that this is not a long-term solution, so let's figure out what to do. It's better to have that conversation, get it on the table, and ultimately go to the individual and if if you need to part ways or with severance or however you're going to do that in your organization everybody's different has different situations and different laws you're under with uh, international listenership here but the principle is procedural justice have the conversations don't play games be honest and forthright with your supervisor and with the employee you know, get your human resource people involved so you're not stepping into something you shouldn't. But don't play games. And don't let yourself get caught in the middle of games or of um, people operating differently than how they're, they're talking. You want to be the person who aligns your words and actions and ensures that the people who you influence on either side of you are aligned in their word and actions as well. So that's a tricky situation. That's a, one of the tougher questions that we've had come in. But your commitment to principled procedural justice and fairness for everyone will help the company. You'll, if that person really isn't right for the role, it's better to know that now. Better to help them move on. Address those things directly. Uh, if the, you know, It's often this case in these situations where maybe the position has outgrown that person. Have an upfront conversation with the person about, hey, listen, you are in these core things. You've been doing well. You're still doing well. And the position has changed. And now these are additional requirements of what success looks like for the role. Do you want to do that? And give them the opportunity to say yes and make the progress towards it or to say no. But again, you're better off having that conversation up front, saving everyone time, money, heartache, and emotional turmoil. So Teddy, thanks for that question. 
and uh, hope that uh, you're able to practice that principled procedural justice. And listen, I would love to answer your questions. Always enjoy doing that. Uh, you can reach me at david.die, D-Y-E, at letsgrowleaders.com or go to leadershipwithoutlosingyoursoul.com. Click the big orange button and record a question and we'll use it on a future episode. Thanks again for starting the new year with us if you've been in real time. And either way, appreciate you being here talking about leadership strategy and tactics. And as you head off, Keep in mind that mutual focus on leadership, strategy, and tactics will help you and your team to do motivating, meaningful work without unnecessary morale-sapping frustration. And of course, I would love to hear from you, your thoughts on balancing leadership, strategy, and tactics, ensuring you don't lose focus on one or the other, don't want to trip, don't want to get lost. All right, that's it for today. Get out there, be the leader you'd want your boss to be, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.